Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Diner Dish. I'm Ken. I'm Michelle. And we're going to jump right into an episode of Queer as Folk. Let's do it. Let's jump into episode 117. I love the intro on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. uh, For many reasons, and we'll get into them. So let's just start. Uh, So Michael and Dr. David have made it back from their trip to Paris, and Michael is giving them a slideshow presentation of the pictures of all the places that they went to. And when the camera moves back and we kind of see the rest of the gang there, because everybody's come over Mm. for this little welcome home party they're having. And we have Brian and Justin making out like teenagers. Well, Justin is a teenager Mm -hmm. (laughs) on on the couch. And I'm just like, you know, you think about that for the other friends that are in that room who know Brian and who've seen him take guys to the back room and to a bathroom or a corner or wherever. But this is like something totally different mm-hmm. for them. But I guess now they're kind of used to it because they're used to seeing Justin around. <laughs> so Debbie is watching Brian and Justin just like we are. And she kind of smacks him over the head and says, I hate when couples do that. Talking about them making out in front of her. And what we learn in that moment is that in Debbie's mind, they are a couple, even if no one else would define it that way. Um, But so uh, there are other people at this watch party other than Brian and Justin. So what's going on with everybody else? Oh, my God. Ted's knocked the hell out. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Emmett's bored out of his mind. Out of his mind. The only person (laughs) who has some excitement is Deb. Yeah, but she doesn't have a clue what Michael's talking about back None. there. <laughs> and yeah. Michael is so rude and condescending in his tone to yeah. anything well, Deb has I to mean, say. Well, I mean, okay, let's just start out with the fact that Michael is back there drinking a nice Van Rouge. And yes. he's like, let's not forget that a couple episodes ago, you were drinking a Dr. Pepper out of a twirly straw. Yeah, please. <laughs> he didn't went to Paris for a week and got bougie. Yeah. <laughs> he's so cultured now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've seen the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so he's showing them all, you know, his pictures and talking about his adventures. And then there's also Melanie and Lindsay at this uh, little welcome home thing. And Lindsay's there with Gus, of course. And so Mel comes over to sit beside her because she does obviously miss Lindsay, but also she misses Gus. And mm-hmm. she comes over there and they're having a, a little conversation. They're trying to be more cordial with each other. And Brian's overhearing this. Everybody else is, too. Because they know that these two women love each other, but and they know what happened, but they're not together. And so that whole thing is still brewing. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the progress that they're making. Mm-hmm. You know, it's open, it's honest. Yeah. You know, and it's coming from a loving place. And I like seeing this vulnerable side of male. Yeah. You know, like she's having to like put the pride aside. She's being super sweet. I mean, they're all vibing, yeah. actually. Well, yeah. Well, and like we talked about in the last episode, it has changed the dynamic with Melanie and Brian. I mean, their personalities are going to clash, but they both love Gus and they both mm-hmm. care about Lindsay too. And so it's even brought them together in a different way. It's mm-hmm. made Melanie and Ted have to bond more because they're they're being there to support you right. know, Melanie. And uh, yeah, so it is kind of yeah shifting things around, but bringing them all together uh-huh. and they're having to just support each other in different ways. Absolutely. So, but Lindsay does make a comment. Uh, Melanie talks about how Gus is growing up and getting bigger every time she sees him. And Lindsay says, what's all that French baby food Guy is feeding him? And so, shade. <laughs> yeah. Shade. <laughs> I feel like she slipped a little, yeah, a little shade in there. 
But and then we also find out that they are getting married in a week. They had to move up the this farce of a wedding because um, Guy's deportation papers arrived. So within a week, they're supposed to be getting married. Sound like somebody snitching the ice to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like a shotgun wedding. It's like yeah, so quickly. Well, so, even Brian says, like, what, did he knock you up? Like, yeah, yeah this is all very sudden. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so that all ends, and they're all going home, and... Dr. David starts to clean up and Michael's like, let the maid get it. That's what we pay her for. It's like, my Michael, you have changed. (laughs) For real, just an episode ago, you didn't want, you know, him paying, da 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 da. But now you're so comfortable with the maid. (laughs) I mean, let the maid do it. Uh, Boy, you got on comic book draws. (laughs) Get it together. Yeah. Well, we also find out that they're going to be hosting a political fundraiser at their home. And um, Michael is saying that he didn't invite the gang. And Dr. Dave was like, oh, well, you totally could have. I thought you would have. Just make sure Brian behaves. But, you know, it's totally fine with me. And Michael's like, oh, well, I don't really think it's their scene. I don't know how they would blend with our other friends. And, you how know. do you speak for someone else? Yeah. You can't. You mm-hmm. can't speak for me. You don't know how I'm going to act. How you don't know how I'm going to Did we forget vibe? that they were all having to teach Michael which fork to use? Thank you. <laughs> Even okay. on the date with Dr. A 17-year-old. Yeah. Justin you... was schooling him on that. Thank you. This episode, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Put it out here early. I was going to wait, but no. I'm done with Michael. I'm done. Nichelle, you get it, okay? I'm done with him. Now I'll see. All right. Okay. Uh, So we're going to keep moving. We'll get into more of Michael and his shenanigans Mm. this episode. But first, uh, Daphne and Justin are going into the school at St. James and they go over to Justin's locker and they see that someone has written a slur on his locker. And not only that, they have set the contents of his locker on fire. He can't have a meeting and he gets suspended for cussing the teacher out. But you're telling me you can vandalize the school property. Right. And not only vandalize, you literally set it on fire. Right. You destroyed his building? personal property and whatever property he had in there that belonged to the school. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everyone turned to eye. And it right. was a, a huddle of straight students. Yeah, just standing know, around looking. Yeah, no laughing faculty. and mocking him. Yeah. I mean, where were the adults? I don't know how much tuition they're paying to St. James, but it is too much. <laughs> it is. I, if I'm Jennifer Taylor, I'm going like, I need my money back for this semester. ASAP. We're yeah. done. Or I'm getting the news involved. Something, yeah. Something's going to happen. So then we see Emmett, Ted, and Brian, and they're walking down the street, and they're talking about uh, just what's going on with Michael. Like, we haven't heard from him. He's acting different. It's like we don't, he didn't even know us anymore. We don't even know him anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's going on with him. Brian's trying to get him on the phone. He's not returning Brian's calls, which is like huge something's red up. flag. Yeah. <laughs> You're not answering Bri- Brian's call. Like something major has gone on with he Michael. His head. Yeah. And so then they see this gold Miata, very flashy car, <laughs> parked outside. And turns out it belongs to Michael. <laughs> he comes in, he's like, oh, check it out. You know, uh-huh. did he pay half of that? You know, he did not pay mm. half of that. He didn't I'm pay just... a fourth of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's what the $300 a month is going towards. Yeah, sure. Mm. Uh huh. But even when he comes out, he's dressed different. He's got on that boss jacket. He's got on a turtleneck. Like, he looks like a baby Brian. Or just like, this is not Michael. Yeah, not Michael yeah, at not all. Not Michael at all. Because remember, I made a comment a couple episodes ago saying Michael's always in old man pants. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and now he has swag. In like little boy t shirts. Yeah. Like character t shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we talked about this before we started recording, but you were asking, like, 
do we do I think that Brian's jealous? And I think what we settled on, like, it's not that, but it's just they're feeling left out of Michael's life. It's like, we're okay, you got a boyfriend. Okay, you're around his friends. That's fine. But you've like forgotten about the rest of us and you're acting like you're better than us. Yep. So you don't know us anymore. And that's just getting real awkward and weird. They are not very happy with him. But he drives off in his gold Miata and uh, he's picked up their suits from the dry cleaners. Like, I don't even know if Michael's ever been to a dry cleaner before <laughs> this, but, but he has been now and he's picked up their suits. And he makes up some lie or some half-truth about what event they have going on. And that's that's not a real friend either. No. That you have to lie. You just got in trouble the last episode for lying. Why are you lying again? Yeah. Oh, just a small little little dinner. Yeah. They were having some David's friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then we see Brian and Lindsay. And Lindsay is trying on what's going to be her wedding dress for for her marriage to Guy. And Brian's there talking to her, and he's just like, what are you doing? You're marrying the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And then she says, well, you never asked me, which is probably supposed to be a joke, but I, for Lindsay, it might have a little... <laughs> I'm telling you. It goes back to that college fling they it, had. They did not have a whole... Fl- we're going to get into this later. <laughs> <laughs> because we're going to get into this later. But anyway, um, he's... Of course, he says, well, I'm talking about Melanie. And... I do, there is something interesting here because she says, like, even if you're a lesbian, you still dream of seeing yourself in one of these. And Mm -hmm. maybe not all lesbians, but she's saying, like, just because I'm with a woman doesn't mean that I haven't fantasized about seeing myself in a nice white gown and having a wedding um, in a fancy ceremony. And I I think that's, you know, a very valid point that she brings up. She also said that, um, unfortunately, we live in Pittsburgh and not Vermont. Right. Because it was legal in Vermont. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Because they could have went and got married, but then when they came home, I mean, it would have been void. Mm-hmm. So. But it's starting to set in for her. It's like, okay, well, even if I wasn't going to have what's quote unquote traditional right. marriage or a traditional wedding, I had some, uh, my version of that with mm-hmm. Melanie. And so I think it's selling into her that what she's doing with Gee, even though she can like justify it because of the money or his deportation or whatever, mm-hmm. she's starting to question, I wonder if this is really, is this truly what I want? Right. Even true. if it's fake and I know all of that, do I really want it's to go through with putting it? putting the Band-Aid over the wound, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's a Band-Aid fix, a little quick fix. Yeah. So then we have uh, Justin at the Novotny house, and he's telling Deb and Jen and Vic about what happened at school. And Jennifer says, well, how about you don't draw attention to yourself? And then she's like, but I just want you to be safe. Like, you know, don't do anything, ruffle any feathers, don't rock any boats, you know, just be safe. But she's telling Justin to go against everything that he's about. Right, exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, like, it's not like he's out there standing in front of lockers like, I'm gay, you better like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? He's being himself and being attacked. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and Jennifer doesn't see that side of it. But we, you know, remember Jennifer is from that wasp background Mm -hmm. where they, you know, sweep things under the rug, hide things, polite smiles. So, I think, yeah, that's a little bit of where she's coming from. But Debbie tells her, you you need to stand beside him, you know, in this. Like, don't tell him to back down or hide in the corner. You need to stand beside him. And at first, Jennifer challenges her. But when Justin stands up and tells her, you raised me to be this way, to Uh stand up for what's right, to do what's right. And I think Jennifer needed to hear that. She did. Because, for one, her son is living with another woman. Yeah. She's probably feeling like, I failed as a mother. Mm -hmm. But the fact that her values stuck with her son... You know, yeah. even if they didn't, and he just said that, 
it made her feel good to feel that she impacted him in a positive way, something that he took on. And he is fearless. He is brave. I've been saying it since day one. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's he's using it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's good for her to hear he didn't just throw away everything that he learned learned in our home growing right up. you know like we actually taught him some good things and mm-hmm. she's proud of that uh so then over at the diner uh vic shows up where um brian ted and emmett are they're eating vic shows up with the newspaper and he shares a little article that says that dr david and michael are hosting a fundraiser for the senator and they all assume that they're invited they're talking about what they're gonna wear and then you know prada brian says nada Nada, yeah (laughs) because at this point michael has shown up and brian's like well i didn't get invited did it you kind of like brian he can feel it yeah he knows michael Mm -hmm. i mean that's his best friend yeah he knows when he's lying yeah he knows when he's scheming all of that Mm -hmm. like he knows who michael is yeah so he can feel it so he made that comment being a little shady you know and everyone's like oh of course we're invited no, no, you're not. Yeah. Mm. I mean, not even Debbie. Like He didn't even invite his mom. Mm. And you can tell that Debbie's really hurt by that because she is just like, I'm part of your life. Yes. Why couldn't I be there? You know, I'd want to support you in everything that you do. And she's always been there for yeah. him. No matter. Yeah, she's his mom, but he's a 30 year old. She don't have to be in his life, in his life the way she is. You know, mm-hmm. she's great. Eh? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. helicopter, but. All it all she all means always means well. It's all in love and all in support of her son. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And so when Brian sees that look on Debbie's face, and also just because he doesn't like how Michael is behaving, he hatches a little plan. (laughs) Um, So then we go over to the fundraiser at Dr. David and Michael's home, and it's happening. Yeah, (laughs) it is very lame in there, very straight laced and lame. Extremely. And so they're everybody's just kind of mingling, and then they get some special guests who arrive. I loved it. Okay. Yeah. And. You want to say that we're not high class? We're not fancy enough yeah. for the party? We'll give you what you think we are. Yeah, the thing that you expect us to do, okay, I'll give you that. They yeah. give it to mm-hmm. them. And but, so... They but what they really... Go ahead. Well, I was going to talk about how they show up. So Debbie comes as this lady in red <laughs> with these like Elton John sunglasses on. Uh-huh. Uh, Vic is in this pimp suit, basically. Super fly. Justin is wearing a tank top with some very low cargo pants. Like, and he doesn't even dress head. like that normally. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, even being a twink, like supposedly being a twink, he doesn't dress like that. Uh, Brian is wearing these leather pants and this awful animal print shirt. I don't know how Brian got in those leather pants. I don't either. <laughs> it was so weird. And it was buttoned all the way down to his navel. <laughs> yeah, unbuttoned down to the oh, navel. Oh, yes, you know what I mean. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ted is a leather daddy. And <laughs> Emmett shows up as Jackie Kennedy. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> yeah. And the moment they hit the scene, yeah. that's when the party was alive. Yeah. It was lit. Justin goes over to to be the DJ, changes the music, and just shifts the whole dynamic in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole vibe when they got there. It, to be honest, the only reason it was a success is because of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Because otherwise, it would have been just like any other event that they go to any other night of the week. Yeah. Yeah, for the rest of for the people who were there for the fundraiser. True. Yeah. Boring. Snooze fest. <laughs> They made it lit. Yeah. So then we see Lindsay, and she's trying to settle Gus. He's a little bit fussy. And so she calls Melanie and tells Melanie, like, hey, I need you to help me calm him down. And so mm-hmm. we get a very sweet moment of Mel uh, singing to to Gus. Yeah, I loved it. And the fact that, 
you know, she tried everything. She was like, you know what? Male. Yeah. You know, the, the baby, the baby really brought them back together. Yeah. Because she did. She was able to calm him down. She yeah. was able to relax him. I mean, that's home to him. I bet he's confused. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot has happened so quickly. Right. Well, and it goes back to a comment Lindsay made in the last episode. She says, well, I have to do what's best for Gus. And at that point, she was talking about marrying Gam so he could be there to... um pay the mortgage right. with the bills and that kind of thing but I think now she, in that moment the best thing for Gus was to have His Melanie mom. soothe mm-hmm. him and so I think that like I said she's thinking about things she's reevaluating. Yeah. Um, so back at the party and it is like Babylon lights over there <laughs> at this <laughs> fundraiser dinner uh, I mean all of them are just I don't know if this is their best or their worst behavior. The game. <laughs> the Liberty Avenue game. All of them. Ted, too. Yeah, yeah even Out of Ted. control. Yeah, they're all out of control. Uh, Brian has a waiter or server, whatever. He's taking him upstairs. Justin is <laughs> body rolling all over. All guy. over. Yeah. Pulling people by the ties. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just all having a great time. Uh, and then we see Debbie, and she's talking with the senator, and they're having a good time. They're laughing. And they're, you know, vibing well. Things seem to be going very good in that conversation. Well, Michael sees it out the corner of his eye. So he, like, beelines Mm. over there. And um, it's like, "Uh, Mom, can I talk to you for a minute? But right before they have that conversation... Debbie pulls Justin over yeah. and introduces him to the senator. And she's like, tell him what's going on with your at your school. And this is a senator who is very pro-gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a perfect Yeah, so opportunity. it could possibly help get something done. Yep. What, I, what I like is you see Justin, he's wearing some guy's coat that he's picked up, <laughs> some, some guy's suit jacket that he's picked up. Well, when he comes over to the senator, he like buttons it up and kind of straightens oh, himself. He does. <laughs> yeah. He's going to hide his little halter top there, like, be so professional. He slips into his own little wasp behavior. He knows how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, he knows. But this was the moment that I lost all respect for Michael. Yeah. The way he treated his mom. She has been nothing but gold to him. I mean, always there, have his back. She's there for his friends, everyone. Mm -hmm. And you have the nerve to speak to her in that that type of way? Well, he says to her, how dare you do this to me and to David? And then she's like, what is going on? Like, Mm -hmm. things were fine. We were just talking. We were having a good time. And he says, well, you actually think she really wants to spend her night talking to you? And then he goes on. He's like, well, you all embarrassed me. And he says it so loud. So at this point, everybody hears everything was fine until Michael makes this comment all loud like that. And then what he does, he embarrasses himself and yep. the rest of his friends because they're like, how dare you do that to us, mm-hmm. Michael? So then Debbie, I think in that moment, is extremely hurt by yes. it. And she, I love what she says to him. Like, I never thought I would be embarrassed of, or be ashamed of you. Because mm-hmm. she... You know, she holds Michael to this highest standard in her in her eyes. She thinks the absolute world of him. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she knows that she can be extra. You know, yeah. like she knows that she she's over that. the top. Yeah. She's over the top, but it's all in good fun. All out of love and support, like you said. What he did was extremely disrespectful. He disrespected every single one of the persons, um, people that he cared for, mm-hmm. especially his mom. Yeah. Not only did you say something hurtful to her, you said it so loud what Everyone in the room right. would even take notice. You're around these high society people. How do you know she wasn't already feeling a certain type of way just even being in that room? Exactly. Like, I mean, well, it, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and the thing is, Dr. David 
didn't have a problem with any of this. None. You know, he's like, oh, you know, these are just Michael's family and friends, you know. But and the whole he's time. Thinking, but he never said anything Nothing. about what they were doing, about them being there. The whole time he was, Michael was making little comments and um, David was like, oh, she's a politician. She can get out of it. She doesn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. She can get out of it. Oh, don't worry about that. Da, 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 da. It was Michael so focused on yeah. somebody embarrassing him or ruining the, the night yeah. when he couldn't just sit back and enjoy the moment. Yeah. He couldn't even see that the progress that was going on. I mean, Brian came in with a check that was huge. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you should be thanking so no him that they came. What, no matter why he was there, even if it was just to make you look bad or embarrass you, he still made a donation. You yeah. Know? Uh, but, you know, this is what happens when you wear a mask and pretend to be somebody around certain people. And then when people who know the real you show yep. up, you don't want them there because you don't want that mask to slip nope. you know and so this is on michael because he's there pretending to be something that he's not and something that he doesn't have to be exactly. dr david never told him that he had to act like that no even one with told all him to his other fraud. controlling issues yep. he's never told michael that he had to behave this way he never no. told him to dress that way or nope. anything yeah I'm, I'm just i'm done with him like <laughs> that was the last straw like Oh, Michael just, definitely makes me upset. In yeah, this one for sure. Now I see. Yeah, I see why everyone's always. You upset see why with I was Michael. cutting my eyes at you while yep. you're. <laughs> now I got it. You should have told me episode one. <laughs> nope, I had to let you see it on your own. Uh, so over at the farmers market, Guy is there with Gus, and he runs into Brian. And let me, Guy is very mouthy, a little yeah. disrespectful. But and I'm like, why do you feel that way about them? Yeah. Like, he's got this attitude toward Brian and even the rest of the gang. I'm like, what is that coming from? Yeah, you don't even know me. Yeah. It's like, okay, he lucky it was Brian and not me. <laughs> okay, like, but you know, Brian is really smart with his word as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's real mouthy. I don't like that at. Oh, especially mm -hmm. when you need us. Yeah. You need us. So let's get it together. Yeah. And then he makes the comment. He says, well, once Lindsay and I, he's talking to Brian. He says, once Lindsay and I are married, you will need to keep your distance because we need to keep up appearances. We can't have you around people questioning what you're doing here. It's like, mm. first of all, Brian's gay. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, so Guy makes the comment that he says he's thinking of adopting Gus to make it look real. And... I mean, that's already a sensitive subject with Brian. And so, and then for Guy to bring that up, right. it was like, you don't even know me. And then, yeah, he is bold. Yeah, very bold. Like, how dare you? Mm -hmm. I mean, you just got to the group. And you have the nerve to tell me, I have to keep my... And then he's, oh, Gus is sperm donor. Yeah. I mean... Boy, stop. Yeah, and it's just, where where do you come off? Like, yeah, you're a mean man. You're <laughs> you a mean know? guy. I was like, you don't know any of us to make any of these comments. Like, who At are all. you? So after he says that, he grabs Gus back from Brian and just kind of leaves. And so Brian's there thinking about what, what Gim has said. Mm -hmm. uh, so then we go over to St. James, and there is a anti-homophobia protests happening out there. You go, and, Justin. Yeah, and they're basically protesting the the rules at St. James that forced them to shut down their yep. gay straight student alliance that wouldn't even let them apply for it when they wanted to do it the right way. Yep. And while they're there, the principal or some head guy comes out and he's like, that's it, Justin, I've had enough of you and I'm going to call the police. And the senator shows up. The senator shows up. The <laughs> yeah. one that Michael said did not want to have any dealings with them outside of that party. Yeah. She's there in support 
of Debbie and Justin. Yeah. And so maybe it's just for, you know, camera opportunity for her. Maybe. But still, she showed up. <laughs> she did. And I don't care what it was for. She right. came and helped Justin and Debbie. Right. Yeah. Her, who knows what her reasons are, but her words were were right and she was standing on the right side of that argument yeah so, yeah so we'll take it uh then over at the loft justin is asleep but he hears brian stirring in the um in the kitchen area and so he goes over to see what's wrong what's going on and brian is there and he's looking at a picture of him holding baby gus mm-hmm. and then he's got a bottle of beam in his hand and so here we see how much that affected him when he mm-hmm. said, when Gee said, well, I'm going to adopt Gus. Like, I'm going to be his father. Yep. And so here's Brian again. After all the work he did building himself up, here he is again questioning, questioning himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a father. And so that's what he says to Justin. He's like, so I'm a bad father. Are we surprised? And Justin says, no, you're not a bad father. You love your son. You mm-hmm. love Gus. I know you do. And, um, but that's kind of what Brian has gone down to again. It's like, you know, maybe I really should give him up maybe gee would be right a better father for uh, my son but ultimately what you see is he really is affected by the words people say to him absolutely he is yeah i mean he doesn't show you in that moment right but when he has time to reflect by himself or by with justin he always reflecting when he's around right. justin and i don't know if you ever picked it up justin is always supporting him in his journey to be a father he like, is always. yeah because he's so down on himself and everything that justin does in this moment is to build him back up mm-hmm. uh, so we'll kind of get into that there, but before we do there's a little comment so brian is pouring himself uh some bean and justin goes to grab it so he can mm-hmm. take a drink and Brian makes the comment about Justin's age and Brian and Justin says, well, I'm the most mature person, you know, which yep. I would be inclined to agree with. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, OK, so getting back to the issue with Brian and his doubts and insecurities. Um, so he's on the couch and he's moping because he gets into that mood. But Justin is smart and he he is on to Brian. He's learned how to read him. Yep. And he knows you can't just go to him like, oh, Brian, you're so great. Because that's not mm-hmm. what'll get him. So he kind of has to poke at him a little bit. And that's why he says, do you think Gus is going to speak French before he speaks English? You know, Because that's <laughs> clearly making Brian think about Guy. Right. And then he says, well, you're never going to be a full time parent, you know, as much as you love him. And uh, so he's saying these things like that to, because he knows like yeah. that's how he can get Brian's attention and get actually get Brian get him, to get turn, engaged. Yeah, to mm-hmm. get out of that self-loathing right. and start to defend himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he makes a comment, and he was like, because Justin says you can't control anyone else's life, and Brian says, well, obviously because you're, you're still, still here. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which clearly you don't mean that, dude. Uh, when you were just frenching with Justin at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. But also, Justin says, being mean to me has never really worked. You should try another tactic. And so then he sits on the couch. At this point, now he's got Brian's attention. Uh And so he's sitting there on the couch. And he is really just building him up. Yeah. You know? Uh, And true, he's like, you know, it's it's very physical what he's doing. But Brian is feeling very down on himself. And Justin's making him feel valued, basically. In the little things that he's saying, in the way that he's touching him, the way that he's kissing him, he's just adding value into and him. Brian doesn't have that. Melanie has Lindsay. Um, David has, well, Michael has David. Mm-hmm. Emmett and Ted are always together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they always, like the way Ted fought for Emmett when he was in the seat of light. Right. I mean, he's always building, he's always going to be there. 
who is there for Brian? Right. I mean, Michael's a tag along, but, it, but he's, he's not going to be yes the, man. Yeah, and he's not going to be there in that way because right. I think he's too afraid of losing what he the friendship right. he has with Brian or losing his place in Brian's life. So he's not ever going to. He doesn't deal with him directly unless he's like mothering him. Right. Which he does sometimes, mm-hmm. but no, he wouldn't be able to offer this kind of support. Right. And uh, build him up in this way. Exactly. So to see. Um, Justin, to have Justin there with him, build him up, get him out of that depressed funk that he's in. Yeah. I mean, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, and then what he says to him, because it's always happened, he really does listen to what Justin is saying. He's not going to tell Justin that. <laughs> but Justin says, hey, try another tactic. And so Brian's thinking about that in regards to Melanie and Lindsay yep. and Gus and Guy and that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You're like the Brian Whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I'm trying to be. I mean, it's like a whole class. It's like yeah. a college course. <laughs> Brian Kenny 101. Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> because he, you know, you talk about him being an onion. I mean, man, you have really got to look at every single one of those layers. I mean, for real. <laughs> yeah. I-, I skip over a few, but you always catch me right back on up. <laughs> yeah. I have studied him, uh, yeah, in depth, uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So over at Lindsay's house, Guy is rushing them along to get them out of the door because they're on the way to get the the uh, license for them mm-hmm. to get married. And he's like, come on, we got an appointment. We got to go. We got to go. <laughs> and I thought that was going to be like a red flag right there. Like, yeah. okay, now you're a little too aggressive. Like, chill out. Hold yeah. up. You know, she couldn't find something. I think she couldn't find what her keys or yeah, something like that. Yeah, something small, but yeah. he was not having. Like, could you hurry up? Yeah, I mean, he's just a rude ass man. He really is. He really is rude. But the French are known to be rude. That's what they say, <laughs> allegedly. I don't know. Allegedly, yeah. we love our French listeners. We do. But we love y'all. Guy is rude. They said that in the song. They said that in the show. They did say it. Emmett in the said show. it. So that's not our quote. That's from yeah, the from, that's from the show. <laughs> Uh, but so while that he's rushing them along as they're getting ready to go out the door, Melanie and Brian show up and Brian has tricked Melanie into coming over there by saying Lindsay was in an accident. So she rushed over. And what we find out is that, you know, Brian sits him down and he's like, shut up and listen to me. Like, I don't care about whose fault it was, who's sorry, who still loves who, like, let's move on. Tells that he says this is the only thing that matters, and he gives Mel the papers, and he has signed over his parental rights to her. My um, heart exploded. Yeah, that was the sweetest thing he could have ever done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tore them apart before, mm-hmm. and he brought them back. Yeah, like they needed to break up. Yeah, to have a breakthrough through Brian. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really did show up for Mel in her time of need. Yeah, I, I was. I'm just blown well, away. Well, this was him. Kind of doing what Justin said, trying a different tactic. Yeah, try a different tactic. And he was doing, that's why he says he did it because my son deserves to have two parents who love him and who love each other. Mm -hmm. Because as all this was going on, he was aware that, you know, no matter what I feel about Melanie, Lindsay is my friend. I know that she loves Melanie. And despite what Melanie did, I know that Melanie loves Lindsay too. Right. And so he did acknowledge that they loved each other and he knew that they were going to be there for his son. And he's thinking about, I grew up in a home with parents who did not love each other. Right. I don't want that for my son. And if I can do something, I'm going to do whatever I can do in my power to provide that for him. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, if this is an issue, if this is a point of contention between them, this parental rights thing, then I'll just remove myself from it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about the fact that that's what it took for Melanie and Lindsay to get together, get back together. I mean, I guess, cause I understand that 
that was an issue. Melanie feeling like she didn't really know her place as far as Gus was concerned and how she fit into the family. She felt a little pushed out by Brian. Mm -hmm. I get that, but it's like, I don't know. To me, it's just interesting that Brian signing his rights away was finally the thing that was like, oh, I love you so much. I miss you. Let's get back together. Like, maybe I'm just looking at it the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, him signing the rights away, that's something they've been trying to get to get. The baby is what, six, seven months now? So, some months, yeah. yeah, yeah, some months. We'll just say we'll say six months because he's big. Um, so for fifteen months, the nine months in the womb or whatever, and then the six months, fifteen months, they've been wanting papers signed, okay, to complete their family. They never felt whole. The fact that he finally came in and signed those, it was just a missing link. It yeah. made them feel whole. I don't think him just signing the rights was like, oh, I love you, I miss you. Him signing the rights was like, y'all are complete. This yeah. is what you. This is what brings y'all together. Well, I guess he was just removing one of the bigger obstacles mm-hmm. because I guess at that point they had each worked through their individual obstacles because they both say they worked things out in therapy. They did. They did make that comment. Um, Melanie says, "You know, it's my fault. I worked through all this in therapy." And Lindsay's like, "No, it's my fault. I worked through it too." And so maybe they've worked through their individual issues mm-hmm. at least on some level. And so that was just like one more hurdle that was kind of out of their control. Right. And so Brian gave that back to, True. to them. And so that's why I said, you know, and earlier when he was supposed to sign his rights over and he didn't do it, I really didn't feel like that was the right time for him to do it. Right. I did think that ultimately he needed to do it. Now, in the back of my mind, I knew I remembered that he was right. going to eventually sign them over. So maybe that's why I was kind of OK with the fact that he didn't do it then. But yeah. and um, I'm glad that he did it on his own terms. That, and that's forced. exactly what I meant at that mm-hmm. time. He needed to do it because he felt like, no, I'm still going to be in Gus's life. I can still be a good father to him. Mm-hmm. But I did this as a favor to my friend mm-hmm. who wanted to have a child with her partner. Yep. And so he came around to that on his own, which is what he needed to do. And again, this was about him putting Gus first, but also considering his friends and considering the relationship that Melanie and Lindsay have with each other. So good on you, Brian. I loved him. I mean, that was the sweetest I've ever seen him. (laughs) He was very sweet there. So then after they make up, then Gee's sitting over there and he says, well, what about me? And I'm like, read the room, babe. (laughs) (laughs) You're dismissed. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, checkmate. Brian won because you tried to come for him at the little market. Yeah. You know, yeah. you had the, the last laugh. Yeah. But not today. Yeah. So Brian he's won. done. He's out. Yep. Uh, so over at the Novotny residence, the senator is there and she's just chilling with the fam. Love that. <laughs> she didn't eat no her, fancy party. No, she's eating her puttanesca and enjoying the company. And yeah, she's hanging out with the gang. Fitting right in with them. So then Michael, they're talking about Michael a little bit. She's like, because somebody makes a comment about Michael not being there and they say, well, they don't think he'd be, you know, he'd feel welcome there or um, feel comfortable there. And, but he does show up. I was mad. Yeah. Okay. Before we do that, I've heard some people make comments about something in this scene because they're like two or three times, Debbie instructs Justin to get up and go get something. Yeah. And he kind of rolls his eyes about it each time. And they're like, oh, he's being such a brat. He's living in Debbie's house. And I'm like, no, the thing is, there are 10 people in this living room and you keep asking me to go get stuff. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to. The mama asking the child. My mama could be right next to the remote. Will you hand me that baby? Will you pass it over there? Will you go get that? It's the child. Yeah. Everybody else is grown. He's a kid. You right. Know? And so, so, and I think that's the thing. She, so she's treating him like he's the kid, but mm-hmm. he, in that group, 
he feels like he's an equal he yeah he feels Mm -hmm. more like a peer to them and so i think that's what it is yeah so I'm not mad at him for. And I don't think he, he ever he disrespects um, Deb. No, because he's the one who Chased ran after, after her. her at that party when, when Michael she left. Dis- yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because Brian was upstairs doing whatever he was doing. The usual. Uh, yeah, Michael and Ted were just kind of. I'm sorry, Emmett and Ted were just kind of standing there, appalled by what Michael right. said. But Justin's the one who ran after her. Even Vic stayed behind. Yep. So. He wasn't being disrespectful. He was just like, oh, why do I have to be the one? And that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with him doing that. But anyway. I wouldn't have gotten him anything, though. He <laughs> no. talked bad about all of you in front of people you did not know, right. in front of a senator that could have easily turned her nose up at you because if your own son is doing it, yeah. why would I associate with yeah. you? But again, Debbie being the loving mom she is, she knows that you're going to go through it with your kids, but no right. matter what, he's going to be my son. I'm going to love him. She gave in too quickly. She should have yeah, played well, hardball. Because he never apologized. No. And he didn't. It, yeah, he probably hurt Debbie more than anybody else. But he also was rude to the rest of them and embarrassed yep. the rest of them as well. He never apologized to anybody. And I know with friends, like you're going to go through things and you everybody's going to be sorry. stupid and you know, say whatever. But yeah, you still have to say, I messed up. I'm sorry. You can't just show up and okay, I want I want a bowl of pasta. Like, that's not how it works for me. No, not for me either. Like, I thought they gave in way too easily. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any accountability for his actions at all. I mean, it didn't sit well with me. Yeah. I'm done yeah. with Michael. Like, they exchange a, a look and maybe a little hug or whatever. But to me, like, no. I'm like, mm-mm. The way you behave is going to take more than that. But you can I see the hurt. Apology. Exactly. You can see the hurt in his eyes and you can see the hurt in Deb's eyes. Like, I thought she was going to cry again, mm-hmm. you know, but no. No apology, no nothing. I was just like, ugh, I'm over you. Yeah. So over you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Brian leaves the the living room slash kitchen area and goes out back. And Justin sees it. And so he follows him out there. And Brian says, oh, well, I guess it all ends well. You know, you won. And Justin t- makes a comment about the senator, how she showed up. And she's going to try to get this done or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Brian says, well, she's just using you um, for money and for votes. And don't think that you've won anything. That's just, you know, right. basically um, optics for her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Brian's being overly cynical. Yeah, <laughs> but know? it's true. It that. is true. But he's still being. And I know because part of what he's doing is trying to educate Justin on what real life is, how yeah. real life looks. And so... I understand that part. But the other thing, like we talked about earlier, like, yeah, maybe that is her intention, but still, it's a small victory. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. And you got to take what you can get. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So. If you've got to be somebody's, like, trophy cause or whatever, whatever, if that's what it takes, if that's the best you can get, then true. that's fine. And I understand you're teaching me life lessons, but it's all about the delivery. I always say that. Yeah. I mean, you you don't have to be so rude yeah. when you're explaining life to me. Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm always been caring and giving yeah. to you. But I think Justin's used to it because he doesn't like get upset or whatever. He just knows that's kind of Brian. And uh, so Brian does make the comment says, you know, don't think that you've won. Basically, like, don't turn your back because when you do, that's when then you, right. you're dead. You know, basically, mm-hmm. that's when they've got you. And kind of slips an arm around Justin. And Justin says, you know, not as long as I've got you to protect me. Oh. <laughs> and, and I think you see... A look on both of their faces with Justin, you see that he really believes that he knows that Brian will be there for him and will protect him. And like he appreciates what Brian is trying to teach him Mm -hmm. uh, about life and about being a man, but being a gay man also. Mm -hmm. And so he values that. And so 
he has a lot of respect and trust, a lot of respect for and trust in Brian. But also, um, I think you see on Brian's face that he knows that. He knows that Justin does think that way about him. And so he takes that responsibility to yep. protect him very seriously. You know, sure. whether he asked for it or not, he's got it. And so he takes that responsibility very seriously. Mm-hmm. He does. And that's where we end this one with the two of them standing out back. Going to be the two of them against whatever's going to come up right. against the two of them. Yeah. Well, this was a really good episode. It had some really good um, topics in here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely rocked with it. I for, definitely did. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode as well. And like always, until next time, we are out of here. Bye. Bye. <laughs>